This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Amen. Friday, National Donut Day. I mean, yes, right? Discount donuts, free donuts. I still have donuts at home from Friday. It's awesome, man. What brings you joy? Yeah, there, there are a lot of things that bring us joy, right? I mean, we just go span a lot, a lot of things, you know, and, and some kind of typical, right, to our culture anyway. When a, when a couple's getting married, their wedding day is a day of great joy. When a, when a family is blessed by God to, to bring a child into the world, that couple, oh, they are filled with joy. When your five-year-old comes home from kindergarten holding this picture that he or she made just for you, even though, even though, right, just being honest, even though only God knows what that picture is, right? Only God knows, but you receive it with love and joy. Your child gives it to you with love and joy. You slap it on the refrigerator, put a magnet on it, and there it is. It's good stuff, right? When I was a little kid, uh, once a summer, twice a summer, something like that, my parents would take me to this amusement park in El Paso called Western Playland, right? And when I'd go on the rides, whether it was like the roller coaster, the swings, or the scrambler, whatever it would be, my parents would be standing around the fence around that ride, right? And as I'd go by, I'm on the ride, and I'm smiling and everything. And, and as I'd go by them, I'd see them, they would have these huge smiles on their faces. And I'm thinking, what's with them? You know, I'm the one on the ride, you know, and I think that was probably the beginning of me thinking, you know, my parents are crazy people, you know, they don't get it, but, you know, and then a couple decades later, right, we live in small towns, we go to county fairs and our children are on the rides and, and they go by smiling on their face and, and there I am with a bigger smile than they have, because we have joy. We have joy when other people are happy and joyful. That, that brings us great joy. I tell you, one of the, the most joyful things for me is so amazing is when God brings someone to faith. That changes their eternity. That's so awesome. So awesome. As Pastor Ben mentioned, we're continuing our, our series, Fueled, where we're looking at the, the fruit of the Spirit and our foundational passages are Galatians 5, 22 and 23, which say, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And today, we're going to look at joy. And you know, right, some days are more joyful than others. Why is that, right? There, there are some joy robbers out there. Right? One of the joy robbers is circumstance. Like this past week, Thursday, the 75th anniversary of D-Day. I don't know what it was about this year, but I was, I was deeply touched to the heart as I thought about those soldiers invading Normandy, 
and their families. And the message that many of those families got a week, two weeks, or uh, a month later, right? Difficult circumstances. Now, in the, in the Old Testament, there's a book called Nehemiah. Say Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Okay, I was talking with Pastor Ben this week. He said that if you name your next child Nehemiah, he will pay for your college education. <laughs> Most of that was true, all right? Most of that was true. The backstory in Nehemiah is that the people of God had actually gone away from God. And they had gotten captured, and many of them were taken into a foreign land and became slaves. And as they're in Nehemiah and stuff like that, the people, they they would be happy if they got to go back to Jerusalem. They'd be happy if they got to go back to Jerusalem. And in time, sure enough, some of them were allowed to go back. And so they were happy, right? They were were filled with joy, right? But, But no. Because when they got back to Jerusalem, the wall that protected the city was crumbled down. It was broken down. It was pretty much non-existent. And so for them, they would be happy if the wall were rebuilt. Okay? And so they started to rebuild the wall. And so they were happy, right? Well, not exactly because they had enemies that were intimidating them spiritually, emotionally, and physically, and threatening them. And so as they were building the wall, this is what it looked like. They had one builder, and then right next to that builder was a person holding a sword. Builder, sword, builder, sword, all the way around, right? Their circumstances kept changing. You know, it was one thing after another. Things just never were the way they really wanted them. How about you? How are your circumstances? If you uh, ranged your your joy-o-meter this morning, one being very low and, and ten being very super joyful, where are you at? If you're not a ten... What would it take for you to be happy, for you to be joyful? You can figure that out by going, I would be happy if, and and then you fill in the blank. I'd be happy if I made more money, if I were on vacation, if my relationships were working out a little bit better than they are right now, Uh, if I weren't so busy, What is the fill in the blank for you? I'd be happy if. And and you see what what happens is, right, is there's always another step out there, right? Uh, Happiness and joy just seems to be just just out of reach. We get what we think is going to make us happy, and maybe it makes us happy for a little bit, but but that's all, because then there's there's something else. Our, Our circumstances are always changing. I'd be happy if. Circumstances are a moving target. They're always changing, just kind of like the weather in Wisconsin, right? Don't like it? It's going to change pretty soon. Going back to Nehemiah and their setting and their difficult circumstances, Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. There is joy 
outside of our circumstances. See, our, our circumstances may be tough. Truth be told, our circumstances may be absolutely terrible. But our circumstances are no obstacle to God. God is greater than our circumstances, and he redeems even the worst of times. Joy robber number two, guilt. Just using that word guilt can cause a, an emptiness in our stomach, can cause our, our heart to drop our demeanor, to suddenly go from smiling to quietness and shame. Having guilt is like having a shadow that follows us wherever we go as we're carrying a backpack full of heavy rocks. We try to make it through the day, the present day. We try to look forward, but we have this guilt that is holding us back to some event in the past. A guy named David in the scriptures is actually a king. He, he knows all about this guilt. See, David was a, a super talented guy. He was amazing. He had incredible musical ability. But, but not only that, he was super strong in everything. He had everything going for him. And, you know, he had like absolute power. And because of that, he thought actually he could have everything, including his friend's wife. And so he did. And some of you know that, that that story actually gets worse than that. Not only does he take his friend's wife, but in trying to cover it up, what he ends up doing is having his friend murdered on the battle lines. Not shockingly, that messed with David. It affected him emotionally, spiritually, physically. This is David's words. He said, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Do you have any guilt from anything from the past? Is your past robbing you of joy? Something you said, something you did, Something you wish you had said, wish you had done, or done differently. Maybe an addiction. A, a relationship that, that got blown up out of the water, exploded because of your thoughts, words, or actions. That same David shows us what to do with guilt. Confess it. And receive God's forgiveness David, the same one who said, my, my bones were wasting away, he says, blessed, joyful, blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Joy robber number three is comparison. Okay? I want you to know that's one of Satan's all-time favorite games, is comparison. Uh, when we look around and try to make ourselves feel better by looking at someone else, or, or just when we're looking around and we see other people and we see that they have these gifts or these talents and we don't have them and we feel bad, know who's playing you in both of those scenarios. It's Satan. He is messing with you. 
Because here's the thing about comparison. Every one of us here, every one of us here, we can go around and we can find someone that we are prettier than, smarter than, we make more money than, things in life are going better than. But the reverse is also true. Every one of us here, every one of us here can go to someone and find them that they are prettier than, smarter than, wealthier than, things are going better in their life than ours, and it devastates us. Social media has really played in on this, right? Social media is okay, but Satan uses it. So we see this, this picture, someone's at a beautiful restaurant or amazing place on vacation, right? And all of a sudden we have social media envy. Because there we are, we're sitting in our living room, scrolling through on our phone. The kitchen sink is filled with dirty dishes. The living room floor is littered with toys. There's a car out in the driveway that's leaking something. We don't know what it is. Yeah. Job's not going great. There's some relational strife, and it's like, oh, man. Comparison, life stinks. I just want, have you ever considered, have you ever considered this, that maybe that, that, that grass greener on the other side of the fence thing, that maybe that grass is greener because that grass is fake? That it's artificial? That it's not a full representation of everything that's going on? Did you catch what all those joy robbers have in common? My circumstances, my guilt, comparing other people to me. The joy robber is ourselves. Did you see what is the one who overcomes all of those things and brings us joy, the one who is greater than our circumstances? The one who takes away our guilt, the one who welcomes all people, God. God is the source of joy. Right? Here, here's something, if this is your first time here, if, if you're not a Christian and you're just checking things out, and just trying to figure it all out, here, I'm going to give you something that a lot of Christians don't get. God is a God of joy. See, if, if I ask most Christians here this morning, give me some characteristics of God, less than 1% would say joy. God is joy. God is the source of joy. God is the one who gives joy. Joy is not only a descriptor of God, it is a descriptor of what God gives. God is not a killjoy. And you've heard that one, haven't you? God is just the opposite. God is joy and the giver of joy. So when we're struggling in life, who are we looking at? Ourselves or God? Right. Let's look at some things that, that God rejoices in, this, this God of joy. What does he rejoice in? One of the things he rejoices in is creation. Okay? Place was void. It was empty, right? And God said, let there be. 
boom, and there was. And God goes, wow, that's cool, all right? That's, that's good stuff. He goes, that's good. Next day, same thing, let there be. God goes, man, nailed it, all right? Day after day until he gets to, to day six and he saved the best for last. You ever wonder where that expression came from? He saved the best for last. And God creates human beings, okay? Creates human beings, looks over all of creation, human beings, and he goes, man, very good. He's rejoicing, very good. He drops the mic and takes a day of rest. <laughs> you know? God is a God of joy. God of joy. Unbounded joy. God rejoices in his son. When Jesus was beginning his ministry, God the Father said of him, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. I'm joyful about him. At the end of Jesus' ministry, God the Father says of him, this is my son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. I'm joyful about him. Listen to him. One of the most amazing and compelling stories in all of Scripture, you can find it in Luke chapter 15. Uh, a young man is blessed by his father, blessed to the nth degree. His father gives him one thing after another, after another, after another, just loads him up with all these blessings. And then that young son has all this stuff, and he leaves his father behind. And he, he goes out, and, and that young son, with all these blessings, he, he's actually misusing them. He, he's throwing them away. He, he loses them. He wrecks them. He tarnishes them. I mean, he loses everything, including his character and integrity. He's bankrupt. He decides, man, I'm going to go back to my father. Now, he doesn't expect to be welcomed back into the family because he knows he's blown it. He's done everything wrong over and over and over and over again. He, he's not expecting to be received back in the family. He doesn't want, he just, Dad, is there a place I can work so I can make some money? It can be far away. Could you just hook me up with a job so I can eat, right? So the young man is on his way back home. His father sees him coming, okay? His father's not a fool, his father knows exactly what's been going on. And his father runs out to him, okay? And he runs out to him, and he, and he doesn't run out to him to go, what were you doing? What were you thinking? How could you do that again and again? Stay away. You are not welcome here. You're going to mess up everybody else. No, the father goes running to him, launches himself onto his son, in love and holds him, embraces him, feels his pain, takes it from him, loves him, kisses him, gives him everything new again, blesses him all over again, welcomes him home, says, hey, we're inviting the whole place. The whole town is coming. We're going to rejoice, joy, and celebrate. You know why that story in Scripture is so cool, so amazing, so joyful? Because that's really 
a story about you and me and God. He's given us everything we have. And time and time again, we drop the ball. He showered us with love, and yet we've been stingy with love. He's forgiven us, and yet we're going, ah, you know, they don't deserve to be forgiven. We've lost our character and our integrity. And there we are, bankrupt. And God welcomes us back. He loves us. He hugs us. He keeps blessing us. He welcomes us into the family. You know, you may have thought you've gone too far. I want you to know God's grace has gone farther. And yeah, God knows about that thing that you're not telling anybody. And that other thing, too. And his grace has gone, Father. Remember this Christmas proclamation? I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Great joy. Who's it for? For, for all the people. So, so if you're a people, if you're a person, it's for you. God rejoices over you. God rejoices over you. The God of joy rejoices over you. Start living in your forgiveness, living in God's joy. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It changes things. So those disciples, those first-time disciples, after Jesus was crucified, they were hiding, they were fearful, they were fair weather. The Holy Spirit comes in, and what happens is the disciples are sacrificial and joyful, spreading the good news of Jesus. So let's kind of wrap things up. Let's let's check out where we've been, okay? In In our lives of joy, this is where we've been, right? We are often looking at our circumstances. Satan wants us to look at our guilt and God wants us to look at his son. Big difference across the board. Jesus is the one who forgives us, redeems us, welcomes us. So we have this direction from scripture. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, God gives us Jesus so that we can have joy and that our joy would actually be complete, not missing out. It's in Jesus that we have forgiveness of sins, the removal of guilt. It's in Jesus we are restored and renewed. It's in Jesus that we have a hope that nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even death. You see, joy is the inner delight in knowing that we are intensely loved by God and that nothing can separate us from Him. Into the school year time, right? Remember back when you were like in high school, end of the year, you got your yearbook? Whose picture did you look up first? Yeah. 
unless you were super gaga over someone, you looked up yours, right? And you saw your name. I want you to know that on God's refrigerator up in heaven, he's got your picture. Picture of you. Perfect picture of you. He knit you together. He didn't make any mistakes. He wrote your name in the book of life with the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. See, the Holy Spirit works joy in our hearts through that good news that God loves us and that he rejoices in us. Do you understand that there are like 3,000 promises of God for you in the scripture? 3,000 promises to bring you joy so that your joy might be complete. Here are a few of them, and they are for everyone here. Everyone here, no matter your background, no matter what, here are just some of the promises for you. You're tired, you're worn out, you're burned out. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Unsure, anxious. You know, some of us are, are filled with more anxiety that, than others, and it's really hard. We're always waiting for the next shoe to drop. And it's a painful existence. And the scriptures say, cast all your anxiety on him, on Jesus, because he cares for you. Feeling lost, all alone, no one understands. How, how could God love me? Scripture promises the Son of Man came to seek and saved the lost. Guilt over something from the, the past. You, you, know, you know other people maybe done the same thing that, that you've done, and, and you know they're forgiven, but for you it's just so hard. Scripture says, in him, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood. The next one's really cool. Not that those weren't, right? And some of you, you're going to hear this for the first time. I pray it blows you away. Some of you, you've, you've known this passage, but you've forgotten about it. I, I hope it blows you away. Some of you know this passage, and I, and I hope you take it to heart. Deep down. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves he will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. You want to know what God's doing right now as we're here? He's singing over you. For the road ahead, for the circumstances that change, for Satan who is going 
to attack us. We have this promise from Jesus. He says, I'll be with you always, even to the very end of the age. This past week, I ran across an article that said $5.8 billion worth of gift cards will not be used in the average year. $5.8 billion worth of gift cards. They've been purchased, but they don't end up getting used for one reason or another. God has over 3,000 promises for you. Claim them. <laughs> Use them. The Holy Spirit will help you claim them. If, if you don't have a Bible, or if you have a friend, you don't know for sure where they have a Bible, I have some Bibles out there in the entry on the table by the kiosk. Grab, grab one up, turn into it, and start claiming the promises of God. If you want, you can go to your phone. If you don't have the U version Bible, that's just one version, Y-O-U, and then version, download it, free app. Start claiming the promises of God, the Holy Spirit wants to fill you with joy. And through Jesus, make your joy complete. Let's pray. Lord God, we ask that you would lead all of us. You would lead all of us in humility and yet excitement. Keep our eyes on you. Keep our eyes on you. You're the God of joy. You're the one who's going to help us through the thick and thins. You're the Nothing can separate us from your love because you delight in us. You're the God of joy. Lord God, fill us with your Holy Spirit today and always. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.